The first time that I realized that this Eastside Atlanta Georgia Peach was talented wasn't under the most ideal circumstances. But we'll get to that later. The fact of the matter is that the first time I saw Carrie Hilson take the stage for an artist showcase with two other young ladies, it was apparent that she had the ability to stand alone as a solo artist. Years after that day, in the fall of 2000, nine, nine years to be exact, but Carrie Hilson released her debut album, In a Perfect World, under Atlanta legend Polo to Don's own four label, in conjunction with another icon in Timbaland's Mosley Music Group and Interscope Records that was then helmed by Jimmy Iovine. Now, before you accuse me of being clumsy and dropping names all over the floor, the reason that I mention those names is because they serve as a testament to how sought after Carrie's artistry was. Everybody wanted to be in business with the former high school athlete whose jump shot and vocal harmonies were sweeter than a swisher. Okay. It's been 10 years since the perfect world came into our lives, and today we celebrate his birth along with our esteemed special guest, Miss Capri, baby. This is the Sum to Say podcast, and we are here with Carrie Hilson. Done. That was all done. Thank you. Try to keep it like classy. Yes. Hi, Carrie. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we've had some guests here, but we've had like friends. Like you're the yeah, homie, but like yes. you are the first entertainer celebrity friend that we've had on this show. Is that so? That is yeah. so. So what have you guys been talking about mostly then? We've been talking the about music, of- but we've been talking about music, but we've been talking with just other people. Behind the scenes, yeah, other writers, writers. Yeah, other writers, right. um, got it, got it, got other it. people that we know that work in the industry, managers right. and stuff like that. We haven't talked to any artists or any talent. I see. So we appreciate okay. you being Everyone here. Everyone else is talentless. Everyone else that we've <laughs> talked to so <laughs> point is talentless. That is not true. <laughs> they have a talent. It's just maybe not yeah. musical talent. There you go. <laughs> She's the first guest for season two, right? Yeah, yeah, you are our first hey. guest. Season two. We haven't oh, had that's guest such season an honor! Yeah, 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 I feel yeah, like yeah. I can represent both behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, that's and true. the real, true Carrie Hilson. That's, <laughs> that's very true. Because Jason Triple and threat. I went to Emory together. We yeah. went to college these, together. What are these not so ideal circumstances that you? Yeah, I want to okay, know too. Okay, okay. So I, I don't even know if you remember this, but we'll, I'm going to tell this whole quick story. So, um, Carrie and I met. I guess it was probably usually the 99. It must have been 99 or 2000. It was my freshman year at Oxford of Emory University. So I went to Emory University for college. First two years, started out at Oxford, which is up I-20 outside of Atlanta. I'll pass the east side. Yep. You go there before you go to the main campus. Correct. It's like a smaller version of Emory University. But see, I was not a freshman until you 2000. You were a freshman. Right, to yes. 2000. So, so I, I was w- coming to visit my sister. Exactly. So okay. I was cool with her older sister, Casey. And... Every once in a while, Carrie would come up and kick it, or we'd be in the city, Carrie would be somewhere, and it'd be like, oh, my little sister's coming here next year. All right, cool. You know, Carrie seemed cool, whatever. She's going to come here next year. All right, bet. So the next year, my sophomore year, Carrie comes to school. Everything is cool. And then, all right, so I didn't want to start the podcast off on like a sad note, but what actually, the the ideal circumstances that took place was, we had two kins. Oh. Our fr- yeah, our fresh uh, her freshman year. They were actually in her class. Yeah. And one day one of the kins got sick, went home. Mm-hmm. And two days later Ken died. Yeah. Had no idea what was going on, what happened. And the hospital like a, actually sent, it, him, yeah. sent him home. Yeah, sent they him home. Diagnosed. Like, right. 
Yeah, it, the whole story was crazy. With just a common cold, or yeah, it was a common cold. Like he they was thought. coughing. Or they, they thought it was a common cold. In forty eight hours, he was dead. And we came back to school like Sunday. Like oh shit, damn. What he was like nineteen. Yeah, nineteen years old. So we go to Ken's funeral, and the same day of Ken's funeral, Carrie had a showcase. What? Yeah. Really? You remember this? No. Okay, so it was me, you. Christy, yeah, Casey, and other Ken, Ken Willis, yeah, and I don't know, I don't remember where exactly we were at. It was probably somewhere in Midtown or wherever the case was. But you had a showcase with two other girls. I don't know if it, I, I was know. in a girl group. Yeah, girl group. Right. We were we were signed to Electra Records. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This no, this would have been the second girl group. So we were not signed. We were in a yeah, I think yeah, this one, yeah, 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 with this Anthony one. Dent, right? Okay, right, yeah, exactly with Dent. So okay. I think that this was, so was probably more than two other girls. Might have been it three, might, yeah, three, three might have been three other girls. Right, yeah. My memory was a little bit foggy when I told this story, <laughs> but so, and that's the first time I saw you perform. Oh. At that point, I don't even think any of the conversations that we had were really about music. It was just two people. Nah, I doubt that. I doubt that you only so? because you've always been a music head. <laughs> oh well, well, I mean, no, well, yeah, we had conversations about music. That's true. Yes, nothing but debates, mostly hip hop. <laughs> mostly so that debate. Oh, he's always. Oh, yeah, 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 I see. This is a hip hop debater. Okay. And <laughs> North, I don't know if you're still like that. Okay. But you did favor the North back then. <gasps> oh, <laughs> I think. Well, it was from this standpoint. I think that. That's a lot of what I was listening to yeah. at that time too. Like this is ninety nine, two thousand. So it was like Jay-Z. It was Jay Z Rockefeller. It was like that's <laughs> what life was about. Mm. Okay. Okay. That's fair. But um yeah, so that was the first time I saw you perform though, as far as your music is concerned. Like I don't mm. think we had really talked about Probably not. Because I was used to like even in high school, like no one knew I was even signed to Electro Records. Like no one knew that's crazy. I was doing any of that. Well, that's so the thing. I was used to just, just separating my life. Yeah, and it felt yeah. that way until I guess at this particular day you didn't. I think because maybe we all went to the funeral together, we all rode together. Maybe you didn't have like a. There wasn't a chance to separate it or whatever <laughs> the case was. But hmm. I remember that was the first time I saw you perform, and then at some point in the some point distant future, it was like, "Hey, Carrie, about to get signed to L.A. Reed," and I was like. Oh shit, she's over there, like in the other building, like <laughs> in, her do- in her dorm room. But during this whole time that we got cool, it was just sitting in the dorm room, like you said, talking about music, watching movies, laughing, being stupid, and drinking Hennessy and apple juice. Yes, which we created in <laughs> in Jason's dorm room. I've yeah. actually been waiting to tell this story. I, I've actually said this story, but okay. I think I probably like haven't given it. It's just due. So okay, well, here we are. Here we are. So. We're in college, you know, college budgets and like, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes you do get creative. So we had Hennessy. We went to the liquor store. We got Hennessy. Maybe that was it. I don't know. But we get back to the fridge. Mm-hmm. And so I remember opening his fridge like what goes with Hennessy, y'all? Because I wasn't a real drinker <laughs> and I wasn't about to drink it straight. So I opened the fridge and, I, and we're like, yo, I think we had, that was like my first time smoking weed, too, I think. Probably. Huh. 
I think so. It was yeah. that was also in your dorm room, but it might have been a different day. Okay. Yeah. This yeah, might have yeah, been yeah. just a drinking day because I doubt I did both at the same, the same time. That would have been incredible. Yeah. At the turnt dorm. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. This there's other stories about my RA that I can't probably tell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my my floor freshman year. Lit. Yeah. We were always in his room. It was fun. It was the hideout for sure. So anyway, we opened the door and we realized that they were Hennessy and apple juice. I remember him saying or someone saying, "Well, it's the same color." <laughs> <laughs> so we were like, "Let's try." And I smelled it. And I said, "They actually." Smell smell really similar like one just is like spiced like kind of like a spiced <gasps> apple mm-hmm. and then the other yeah it's like hennessy to me Ooh. tastes like a cider yeah and then it was like okay they it smell just- the same fuck it can we curse yeah we yes curse. absolutely so i was just like f it let's pour it together after asking then i said to myself <laughs> self-edit after but the yeah movie. and then they it was just it just was it just worked and yeah. then like a couple years later Snoop Dogg joined me on a song that I had written about yep. Henny and Apple Juice. I called it Happy Juice. Happy Juice, yeah. <gasps> um, yeah. Snoop and Luda. Yeah, Snoop as and Luda. Yep. Fact. Snoop yeah. and Luda had a horse on that song. And yeah. I remember, I think the first time I heard that song was on MySpace. What? And yeah, I think that was the first time I heard that song. And I was like, when I saw the title, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, Carrie got a record out. Let me listen to this joint. And I was, I was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, we lied. <laughs> And then I was like, yo, I need to get a lawyer and get some publishing. Yo, right? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, yo, so I was like, yo, somebody get BMI on the phone and tell them. You get your points, John. Get your points. <laughs> somebody get the people on the phone. Uh, so can you imagine like, like, if a really MySpace feel. comment had like a invoice in there? It was somewhere in there like, yeah, 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 right. we cool and all that. But if you could contact my lawyer at this number right here. If I got I served <laughs> by your ass <laughs> for having apple juice in your fridge in college. <laughs> We would so, not be sitting here laughing sitting and talking right now. We would be podcast right now. You're going to serve me papers <laughs> on your little fuck-ass Hennessy and apple juice. <laughs> now, yeah. Was it still on MySpace? Because you know MySpace just lost all the music. It probably oh, that's crazy. still that's crazy. is on MySpace. Yeah. Let's go find it. Yeah, uh, we have to go through the MySpace. I, I don't know. I don't even remember my password. <laughs> I know. I don't remember my password. I know my email address was a Hotmail. So that's probably a Hotmail. Too. At that point, it's Jesus. just a 90. Yeah, probably oh, was. Well, like, like 90 was like 2000. Yeah, 2000. Like 2001. Mine was, mine was hot mail too, I think. Yeah. Throwback, man. <laughs> man, you remember LimeWire? Yeah, LimeWire, yeah. I was thinking about the whole area together. LimeWire, Napster, yeah. the whole. I, just got, like, I remember, I don't know who put me on, but Harry probably. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. So, because I, I was a music head, but like I had like Columbia House, um, yeah, 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 membership. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where you could buy oh. the CDs, all the yeah, yeah. like before college. Like and then I was like, wait a minute, because you know that was a scam, kind of. Right, they oh, were of course cheap. it was gay. They yeah. were cheap, they were cheap, but you still was going to be <laughs> paying for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah, right. you get them get served. Right. Um. So then with LimeWire, like and mm-hmm. Napster, a revelation. Oh my God, life changing. I and I so when I, when I realized this is wrong because I didn't feel like it was wrong then. Right. Mm. I don't know why I thought music could be or would be that it should accessible. Be free, right? It should be. Yeah. If that's mm. how that, that was added to the. That's how it felt. Yeah. It yeah, was just. It, we, it didn't feel like, wrong until like the lawsuits and everything happened. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, I'm a songwriter. I have to care about. I, have to, I can't. I <laughs> so can't, I have to stop using I'm it. Stealing like, from my people. I yeah. yeah. I'm stealing from my damn self. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. That's true too. Yeah. <laughs> that's very true. So yeah, so that is like the brief oral history of yeah. how I got to know Carrie Hilson. Yeah, that's the most beautiful thing. <laughs> that's an incredible story. <laughs> how many years later? So how many more years will pass until we get to the album that we're talking about today in a perfect world? 
The first album. Um, so I went to college in 2000. Okay. So, but I met him in 99. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that would have been. What year did that album come out? 2009. Yeah. So you knew John for 10 years. Yeah, I knew him for 10 years before that happened. So you saw the ups and downs. Huh? Yeah, yeah. You've known him for twenty, 20 years. years now. If it's oh ten years for that God. album, Damn, you've known Ja for twenty years. Shit. I'm sorry, I didn't mean. Leave it to the youngest person on the microphone <laughs> when I hold everybody <laughs> else. So it's so right. sharp. The Your knees don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it must be nice. It must be nice. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah. But it's been it's been twenty we went years. To twenty years ago. Yeah. Well, nineteen for me. Like, well, yeah, nineteen for you. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I mean, putting out like, so I guess I don't know in what order to start this in, but obviously the process of getting to your first album is like a long process. Like you pretty much take your whole life to get to your first album to do it how you want to do it. So I guess if nothing else, like talk about that process of building the chemistry with both Polo and Tim. Like, what was that even like? I guess dealing with both of them and making music. Um, the chemistry was always really good, um, with both, but you know, when you are working with that caliber of a producer, I guess I mean, Polo always had an ego, even when he had no hits, like (laughs) an ego, tell us more about this ego. Oh yeah. No, Polo is the walking ego. You know what I mean? Okay. He's always been that way. Even when he was like in Jim Crow, you know he was shout in the, out to Jim Crow, yeah, shout out to Jim Crow, Ooh. and like when he was in Shouty Swing My Way video, like you know he's just had an ego. He's just that's who Polo is. You know can't tell me shit. Yeah, he's his own like alter ego. Okay, right? <laughs> but it's not the alter ego. It's just him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Tim, like when you're dealing with um someone of the caliber of Timbaland, who when I met him was already like 20 years in the game, you know what I mean? Um, coming up under Devante and um, Jodeci and you know, that whole era. Um, you're really careful, but there was always a real chemistry. Like we could, everything we did was a quick write. And I wasn't really used to that because I wasn't, I just wasn't used to being propelled to an, um, compelled I should say to uh-huh. like I gotta finish this joint you know what I'm saying this thing is hard this is what a hit sounds like it's like coming into like you know what I'm saying like when things really can come together when things could really work if you really just like do this mm-hmm. um, so that was the first times where I really felt that and I knew that I had great songs I knew that I had written great songs for other artists I know the feeling but just this level was just like, you want to impress him. You want him to be impressed. And actually, when I met Timbaland, he was about to retire. Really? He was on his way out. He was, like, depressed. Since, he was just tired since, of the industry? Yeah. And I think, I don't know if this was his first or second wave, if this was something that was reoccurring since mm. Aaliyah's death, but that's what he attributed it to. Right. And he was just kind of on his way out. He was, like, sleeping during the sessions. He was laying on the couch and snoring. We, I would record him snoring sometimes. <laughs> We'd make a beat out of it. Like uh, That's the most Timbaland-ish shit to do. Yes, is it is. Record yeah, it was snoring only, and then make a beat out of yeah, it. Yeah, that's what Danger would do. Like, it's only right to do that. Oh, to yeah, shout out to Danger, too, yeah. for sure. I don't want to leave him out yeah, of Yeah, yeah. So uh, working with him, it was just, it was really inspiring. It was really inspiring for me, but I could not receive that back 
fully from him at this time because his energy was just really like kind of low and depleted like mm -hmm. but i will say one of the greatest compliments to my career at my maybe my character just life was him attributing his new wave him coming back to music at all he attributed that to me mm. and like the times when the era that I was around, mm. I lived in his house for like over a year, maybe two years. Mm. Like I was really close, you know, I'm eating his him and his chef's food. Like I'm living like like in his mansion and in whatever ball heart. I forgot where he is. But um, <clears throat> that time was really sensitive. Mm -hmm. It was just really, really sensitive. But I, I just remember feeling like just, so inspired i was on cloud nine yeah and all i wanted to do was when he comes in no matter what he if he grabs a banana and leaves <laughs> and was there for 10 minutes uh -huh. like whatever he hears when he walks in i'm gonna blow his ass away yeah that was my motivation every single day because he wouldn't stay all the time mm -hmm. so um but he would and then gradually i would notice he would be in there longer and longer and longer. And then he's oh, he's ordering food. That means he's like, yeah, you're gonna be here for a second. Like, oh shit, you know, he just ordered a fruit tray. So we're gonna be in here till morning. You know, and you know, it was like the fruit tray is the ultimate goal. Like you're looking <laughs> for a fruit tray. Fruit the, by the time we've written all these words and like laid all these records, we just need a fruit, fruit tray, tray to come in. Fruit tray comes in here. Motivation. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He loved bananas. Potassium. He would grab the banana. We would eat everything else. Like, don't you touch Tim's banana. <laughs> no, but that was a really, it was a really odd time. It was a really crazy time. And, and there was this one song that I wrote that I guess was part of the motivation for him. Like, he just got his whole essence right. Like, he got his body right. Like, so I did this song. It was called They Don't Understand. Mm -hmm. And it was like, a, um, it just had so much drive. I think it was from Dances with Wolves or... Um, it was a sample from some like Western type movie. Mm. And uh, was it Dances with Wolves? Da, 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 something where a white man wears a, a wolf or a fox. Or probably. Da, 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 That's not a genre. Yeah. That's not like the Game of Thrones song. <laughs> <laughs> Low key did. <laughs> it did kind of sound a little bit like the Game of Thrones song. I don't saying, know. Right? I think it was Dancing Dancing with Wolves or Dances okay. with Wolves, whatever that movie is called. Okay. Um, so anyway, I wrote this song on top of that. And um, just the cadence, we was just like, oh, this is crazy. Like, I just lived to impress Timbaland. Like, Aww. this was, the, I seriously did. Like, I had quit college, because I had met him during the summer before my senior year. Okay. Oh. And then my second day meeting him, I was offered a million dollar record deal. Second night in Miami. First day I met him, I flew down to Miami the same night. Second day, offered a deal from Atlantic Records. I think it was, uh, Peter, Peter Edge, Edge, I think yeah, it I was. was. Say at that time, probably Peter. Yeah. Edge. What was that? Um, I think he was like? there talking about Brandy's project or something like that, and he ended up after the meeting they had, like Tim starts showing off and he starts playing him, just this girl who had just flown in last night, but like I was working day and night, like literally was on such a cloud I couldn't sleep, so right. I just kept working, hadn't slept, so I had like maybe three or four songs already, and like he just played this, he's like, who's that? And he, Tim came got me, he's like, yo, he's like, Peter Edge want to meet you. So I go, actually, maybe I had met him as a songwriter prior. I might have known him. And I could be wrong that it was even Peter Edge. Um, mm. It's all a blur because it's so long ago. It was 10 years ago. Right. You know, but um, he came and got, because everyone would come through Tim's studio. Everyone, yeah. you know what I mean? All the time. Um, but long story short, yeah, the deal 
uh, we parlayed that deal to be kind of a bid war between like five or six labels and like it was on. But I, I had to quit college for this to occur, you know? So I just was like, I gotta make this shit worth it. Yeah. Well, were you ready to quit school? Or were <laughs> was you I what? Like on the fence about quitting school or were you all the way in? I had quit before, not quit. Mm. I had taken an, a hiatus earlier. I think my junior year, my first semester of the junior year, um, I was a stand-in for a movie. A um, yeah, and it was just like, I just looked at it like an experience, something I should experience. Um, or I wanted to experience. I was a theater major, so it made sense. You know it what I mean? It made sense. Yeah, it made sense. So. Uh, where was I going with this? Yeah, but I come from a family of educators. Like, everybody. Everybody. Mom, all my aunts and uncles still in the school system were retired from, like, being principals and counselors and teachers. And my mother was a professor. Now she's in early childhood development. And um, literally, my grandmother was a professor at Fort Valley State University mm -hmm. here in Georgia. Like, my whole family, my aunt teacher and swim coach, like, another aunt basketball coach it's just it's like every everyone, everyone was a teacher right. everyone was in the school system so it was a really hard fight but i think like i kind of had to distance myself to 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 allow my career to flourish and and there was so much dissonance between us that they didn't understand why i didn't feel that i needed a plan b i didn't, I didn't want to fall back on anything I, it was no choice for me mm -hmm. no choice in my mind school was like I, to this day, I feel like it was a waste of money. Like everyone doesn't need it, right? I True. mean, you know, it's not necessary. So I feel well. I didn't waste money. I let my parents waste money. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. To be to be more accurate, <laughs> but the fact yeah, 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 yeah. But I had to pay off had the loan. Yeah, I'm about to say, is it your name though? Ain't that a bitch? Yeah, man. Yeah. And you met Ja, so yeah, and it, it all worked out. Yeah, it all worked out. You know, it all I'm proud of you, though. Thank you. So I, I, I appreciate I that learning because we kind of had lost touch yeah when you had start uh first started working with boss and i was like is that jason <laughs> is that, oh is so with boss of you went big time i we lost touch before that's Just literally lost touch yeah. like yeah i think that's really all it was it's like at a certain learn point link to my space to learn link, learn link. wow <laughs> like to like not me probably changing numbers like yeah or not having my blackberry or mm -hmm. no sidekick or something yeah like that, just, yeah at that point you know yeah. all the phone changes like all mm -hmm. the you get had t-mo dot whatever <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing, and i don't even touch. remember exactly when i don't remember exactly when it was that we made touch again but i mean it was the same carry like I, it wasn't like at that point you had done a lot and i was probably still trying to figure out my life at that <laughs> point but the fact of the matter was it was just still like it was the same energy it was the same person it didn't feel like i guess that's how you know like people that you really fuck with right like yeah if, 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 no you don't necessarily need to be on each other's phone every single day but if you've right. established a certain level of relationship with somebody right. it provided it's like nothing no it's time it's no time pass yeah. you just kind of if you're not weird and they're not weird and everybody <laughs> is cool then everything is going to be what it is it's not going to be no problem so yeah, real facts yeah how did you okay because you had taught mentioned being a songwriter and we should establish like who you were writing songs for like right. at that time but i'm curious as to going into your debut album how the criteria for like a good song kind of like change like for your album so kind of 
from from songwriting to me mm-hmm. yeah how I'm, the criteria may have changed yeah i guess i'm curious like hmm. so like when you're writing something for somebody else like mm-hmm. i'm sure the crate the bar is like set one way mm-hmm. but then when it came to writing songs that you knew were going to represent yourself how the how um your standards like might have changed just had to be bigger bigger <laughs> same format uh-huh same uh it had to be evocative and authentic to whoever is singing it okay. all of the protocol all of the blueprint is the same but for mm. me this shit gotta go yeah. okay <laughs> it has it. to be yeah that's the only difference that i think was there was mm-hmm. just like yeah but if it's too good, I'm keeping this for myself. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's every songwriter's thing, right? Like, I'm going to write this song, and I hope it's dope. It's not that I'm yeah. looking to write, like, a bad song. <laughs> but if I write this joint, it is crazy. <laughs> You'll never hear it. You'll never know that this song was supposed to be yeah. your song. And yeah. I want to find another beat to write for you and yeah. send you this song. Yeah, because... and I'm going to finish this on my own time. And I, yeah, no, this is, I'll put this one to the side. This is going to be number six on my album. Yep. But could what? you recognize it? Like, would you know while What's working nine? on it? Yeah there would come a point it didn't happen every time sometimes Mm. some songs but see when you're writing from your experience from your when you're an authentic writer and you're writing like some people can just write about anything at any time and they can Mm. do it quickly and it's like it's not emotive for them just writing it out just you know it's just words routine like yeah Yeah. like some people can do that Mm. i could never do that so if it strikes a certain chord there's gonna be a certain point where I know I need to keep this. No one's going to be able to do this the way I'm going to do it. So even the greats, like even if I'm writing in the session for whoever, mm-hmm. like I, I just sometimes would just take a gamble on me. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I just feel like this about it. Like I know I don't want to, you know, so. Yeah. So wait a minute. So was there a song on the album that you started writing for somebody else? And then you were like, well, wait a second. I need to Ooh. Uh, hmm. Probably. Let's go through um, the track it's been a while. Let's go through. Maybe Let's go through the track remind list me. Remind and, me. and read them hmm. and see what we come What's up there? with. Uh, turning me on. Get was, your money up. That was mine. That was mine. Return a favor. That was could have been Tim's. I think we might have been working on Timbaland for okay. that. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, knock you we down. We were trying to do another. Um, oh, uh, the way I are yeah, or scream like right. we were just in that that was written around the same time that we did the way I are I can yeah, hear, I can hear that though yeah when you said that yeah, that's why right. I, like, I can definitely but I was like that. damn it why I get the low, lesser <laughs> you could have given me the way I are player like we could have thrown this thing out yeah put this on your album uh, knock you down mine yours yeah I don't I don't know if that would be the case for anything else on there. anything else on there? okay but let me read it let me just yeah yeah see what, see, what you, see, what, see what you got alright uh, where were you uh, five, Are you going in order? Okay, knock yeah. you down, slow dance, make love. You remember anything about intuition? Definitely was always mine. How does it feel? Mine alienated. That's my shit. Uh, yeah, alienated is my too. dance in the mirror joint. Really? Like, oh, I, don't, I don't know why. I like the I like the I like the drums on that record. <laughs> 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I like I like the drums on that joint. Yeah. Um. Tell him the truth. Change me. Change me might have been. Oh, I was forced to record that song. Jimmy Iovine forced me to record that song with Akon. I was so, wondering. Yeah. Wait, what were the circumstances? I didn't really like that song. Okay. Akon came in real hot on that record. 
Like, you, like you your mean, tone was like one thing, and I was listening yeah. to it, and then he's like, the hook came through. I was like, all right, cool. And the Akon came in, and I was like, oh. God. Me too. Yeah. Damn it, bro. Like, you very aggressive. It wasn't him. <laughs> it was just like wherever he recorded it. or that's Yeah. 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 No, it yeah, could have just really been a demo that we had to keep. Like, I don't yeah, know, but right. it just didn't click. Like, mm. I think if sonically it were more pleasing, I might have liked it more. Right. Mm-hmm. But it just irked me so bad. But oh, was wait, like, what was the justification for that record? When Jimmy Iovine was like, you got to have this in here. What was his explanation? Because he's Jimmy Iovine and he tells me what to do. I <laughs> okay. Then, like, balls. Just, right. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> yeah. much the end of it. He changed okay. my life. And, and so when Jimmy Iovine says, hey, I want you to do this record, yeah. you just be like. I think that was his only gimme. Wow. I think that was his only gimme, right? I mean, that's a. That's, Change me. Jimmy's. It's not bad. That's not. A, that's pretty uh, fair trade, yeah. all things considered. Oh, life. lose control. Oh, lose control too. Okay. Yeah. But that's not so bad. I mean, for a new artist who, you know, just signed for him to just not really press you except for a couple records, I guess it could be worse. Yeah. Lose control isn't on here. No, first album, yeah. Yeah. On this album it was Change Me. Okay. Yeah. And then Akon's on it. So and Energy, where did he go yeah, do it? Akon's on it. Yeah. Yeah, those were all mine. Okay. Akon what? He was on the song, so even if you had to put it on there, at least it has Akon. Yeah, but no one heard it. You don't think you so? You know what I'm saying? No one cared. You don't think so? It wasn't a I single, was so. it? No, it wasn't a single. We right. shot a video. Oh, did you? Yes. What? A terrible one. Who did the video? You don't remember? don't go look. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, nobody go nobody on Nobody go look. <laughs> this is where we enter the link. That video. Wait, was it a single? Change I had no, I had no uh, idea that it, was a single. It, it, it was terrible. Did it come out? I think it did release. I haven't seen the huh? video. Oh, he said he thinks we, we might have canned it, which was a very good idea. We definitely <laughs> shot a video. I feel like there are snippets. I feel like I've seen it be a part of like commercials or something. Somebody look up. He's looking it up. <laughs> terrible song, terrible video. I just was on that set like, oh my. Do we have to be doing this? I'm definitely going to look at that. I would rather be asleep. I am for sure going to look that one. I love Akon, though. Shout out to Oh, yeah, yeah. Akon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, nothing to do with him. Yeah, no. It's yeah. just. This, this, it's I mean, just that's sometimes you play politics. You know? Right. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. you have no choice. I actually feel like there were, for as good as that album was, it could have been a hundred times better had I been able to go with my intuition and not have to play politics so much. Because mm. the things that I really believed in worked. The things that I had to play politics on flopped. Mm. So that happens a lot, though. Yeah. Like, and I, I mean, just an artist that I've talked to that yeah. have expressed kind of that same sentiment that it's like when the label picks the song and they're really pushing <sighs> about this song, that shit is not going to work. Like, I don't know what their shooting percentage is, but it has to be low. <laughs> when an artist is really excited about something and they're really ready to go for it, I feel like that's probably going to be the one. Did you get to choose the singles? For I had an opinion, and I had a stronger opinion than most first album artists. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because uh-huh. I had been in the game for so long um, as a songwriter, and I was, you know, I had a lot more. He's laughing at the video right now. <laughs> 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 He's like, it's so terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, I had more of an opinion. Mine, mine weighed more, but I didn't feel at times that it weighed enough. Mm, so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. the thing when i went back and listened to the album that struck me the most is how did carrie finish this whole album 
without getting pregnant because like the what? first nine <laughs> songs are, Ma- sir. Oh, it's a it's a very listen. It's a very. I was looking at. It, I'm like, okay, this is like it's like turning me on. I was like, all right, cool. Then it was get your money up. Wasn't necessarily so yeah. sexy, but it was like return the favor. Knock you down wasn't so much, and it was slow jam, make love, intuition. <laughs> how does it feel? I slow was like, dance. oh, yeah, so slow dance. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, yeah, there's all kinds of sex on this. Sexy. There's like up tempo sex. There's mid tempo sex. Yeah. There's oh balanced God. sex. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm down for this. Like, this I is all right. I guess I don't look at it like that. Uh, good luck to everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> that it that it works for. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. Like. So that that that's your two cents on the album that it was just something that I noticed. I was like, man, this is a really sexy. It's, it was more sexy than I had remembered it being. Listening to it now, oh. I haven't listened to it in a long time, to be honest with yeah. you. So like, and yeah. listening to it again, I was like, oh okay, huh. mm-hmm. but it aged pretty well. Oh I yeah, 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 for it. sure. A lot of well, production. I want to know what well. you think, Carrie. Uh, did it age well? Yeah, <clears throat> I think so. I hear it often enough. I was gonna say even before you asked, I was gonna say, "Damn, I hear that so much. I'm I'm starting to believe it. Like that people like really still listen to it. Uh-huh. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's still like people that have newly discovered it have told me like I'm, I knew about your second album, but I went back and bought your first, and like that was a fucking gem. Like how did mm-hmm. I miss it? It's amazing. I'm like, damn. So I hear it so often that uh-huh. I'm just starting to believe it because it's so. It feels, on one hand, it feels so far away. Like mm. I'm a whole different person. You've lived a lot of life since then. I feel like I've yeah. lived a lot of life, and but at the same time, on the other hand, it's like just yesterday. You know what I mean? Right. Uh-huh. So it's it's a weird thing. It's but I, I, it totally was a different dimension because I am a, just a totally different person now. <laughs> I've grown so much. Do you I go was a back girl. and listen to your own music? Uh, sometimes the ones I like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like albums, like full length. No, all the way I won't through. listen to the whole thing all the way through. As a matter of fact, when I'm doing my shows, I barely remember which album a song is a part of. That's how little I listen to my own music. <laughs> 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 I have to look off to the side, like, what's this album? Hey, what do? <laughs> hey y'all remember this from album? <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I still th- like I could be quizzed. I could have sworn intuition from was. Uh, let me stop. <laughs> You're just gonna. But You're like, if you quiz me, I would fail. Yeah, I would fail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think music was in such an interesting <laughs> time. Like listening to this album. Like on one hand, it kind of transports me to a time where I feel like. With R&B, you're having to balance all these different other elements. It wasn't just like straight R&B anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, so just so I guess just talk about like incorporating like R&B styles, but also kind of making it like really pop. Like, what was it like to write music in that era? Um, I wasn't really trying to write pop records. I think okay. I just have a pop sensibility. I don't mm. really know mm. what to attribute that to. Um maybe my performance style my look or what i don't know what that's about my age i don't know i really don't know because i wasn't really trying i'm an r&b head yeah i'm saying like i still only listen to like what's considered soul music and r&b yeah so that was never intentional i just did what i felt um but i guess i've always had these carryisms that were just a little left Uh uh-huh um and i chose tracks that were avant-garde you know, they weren't traditional. No, they're they're not New Jack Swing style R&B. And yeah. no, they're not Babyface style R&B. But in my mind, it was R&B just the same. Yeah. It was just Timbaland R&B. You know what right. I'm saying? Or Danger. You know, just 
my type of R&B. Like yeah. this Icelandic sweeping sound that I sound so dope. Mm. To me, everything mm. that I chose, especially then, and actually both albums were just so like Icelandic sounding. Mm. When they weren't a vintage kind of throwback, like slow dance and right. things like mm-hmm. that. But I like real sweeping, cold, because I'm bring the warmth with my rasp and Ooh. emotion. Like, right. I like cold sounding tracks. Mm. Yeah. That's a good point. Now, now, when you said that, I'm thinking yeah. about like a lot of the songs you appeared on in singles. It they do have a very like marble slab yes. like type of yes. feeling to it, yes. and then there's just like these that. sweet melodies and harmonies. Yeah. And like, even like it, you're the song you like alienated. Right. Like that's very yeah 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 for sure. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's really that and intuition, which is one of my favorites on. The, just listening to certain tracks, you'll hear like what I mean when I say this Icelandic sweep. Mm-hmm. This is just what is what I'm interpreting, and I'm gonna bring my rasp and emotion, mm-hmm. and my melodies are going to bring warmth. Yeah, so it was like the perfect, but it was just my R&B. R&B it was never intentional. No, 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 knock you down. I knew it was huge. I knew it was <laughs> huge. Though. <laughs> right, yeah, Let's talk about that. How'd you know that? How'd you know that? You just know, man. Yeah, you just know. Energy. I was kind of like. I don't know like I don't know this sounds like uh someone's take on R&B uh-huh. I didn't really you know I wasn't in my mind I wasn't sold on that record being my first single right okay um I was just waiting for Knock You Down to come out I was, like, exactly. I was doing shows and doing like tours right. we did the Russ Parr tour on my first album uh-huh. and like this um Robin Thicke tour and, like House of Blues tour with Robin Thicke and like all these tours I was a part of I was like wait till you hear this <laughs> you know, it was, I think energy then turning me on. We were all over the freaking place. Yeah. Then it was that. I was like, well, I know I'm versatile. I've written for a whole lot, the gamut from too short to like Britney. Right. I get it. Pussycat dolls, you know, and yeah. then going back to like, I don't know, the most like whatever. But I get that I'm versatile. I'm not really trying to confuse my audience though. Mm. Yeah, but we went from energy to turning me on to knock you down. Yeah, it's a fine line. You would think, yeah, like like, I didn't want people to think that I was just throwing stuff against the wall to see what stuck. Mm -hmm. A lot of colors. Yeah, like, but I get it. My album was full of a lot of color, and and I guess I have a more eclectic type of thing. And I, I'm just gonna use that to my advantage. That the fact that I could really turn any corner at any point in my career. I just need each project to be more congruent. Right. Yeah. In that context, where do you see? Like R and B right now, because when I look at like the landscape of R and B artists right now, it's if <laughs> like like old like it never left like just like yeah man just that, that hidden apple just hidden yeah um <clears throat> where do I see yeah the the R and B now because I feel like the artists now when I look at the the R and B artists that are you know beginning to pop or beginning to bubble it's not none of these artists are the R&B artists that were being signed when your album was coming out in 2008, 2009. Like I'm yeah. looking at them and I'm thinking it feels more underground. It feels more yeah. experimental. It feels like, you know, as much complaining as people were doing about R&B not being there or not being in the mainstream, it just feels like it's popping, but it's just in more underground kind yeah. of space. It's like you have to discover it. You have to discover the yeah. R&B, the singers who are talented now, who have dope <laughs> records now. Just, I think it's neat. Cause it's like you have your own, it's tr- both tragic and neat. It's, it's it's neat because you, everyone can have their own pocket of the universe and tour and make a living and survive and maybe even thrive. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's also tragic because these songs are not given their fair, these artists are not given their fair shot in the major 
realms. But it's just now starting to happen when you see people like SZA at the and her right. at the Grammys and things like that. It's just now starting yep. to happen. But mm. for like the past like seven, eight years, Good, like, like a decade for pretty much, it was like, just hip hop. Right. Like you know, there was no soul music got eradicated. You know, the whole genre of neo soul is completely gone. Yeah, it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah it's a wrap. AC. Like we don't, it doesn't even make it to other formats of radio. Like it's just like, it. that's the, you know, it's a really tragic piece of mm. it, but just now it's starting to be reaccepted. So I feel like there's something in the wind that is allowing people to be more emotive. Uh, do, I always use that word, but more emotional type of records. Mm. Um, I'd like to hear a little more oomph, a little more gumph, a little more like, you know what I'm saying? Cause Power, everyone's so like, yeah. It's it's, it's, a little, it's, it's a little ethereal. Uh, it's, it's really yeah, ethereal. It's, it's, it's floaty. Very ethereal. Yeah. It's very like <laughs> you need some I punch. wish you could see these punch, hands yeah, that they're making. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the hands. It's yeah. so floaty. Yeah. It's floaty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Floaty is it's kind of like floaty. I should be on like a Molly or X or something. Yeah. I imagine I've never Amber, taken right. these things. <laughs> but but it's, no, it sounds but like, like that's how it feels like I should be smoking or something. You know, shrooms or something. Like how I imagine those feel. I feel like the music is really lending to that culture. It's thin. It's very thin <laughs> yeah like so. there's not a lot of backgrounds it's mm -hmm. like lead line all the way through right. you know like i miss harmonies and yeah i miss harmonies and too. true hooks true, and like, yeah you know what i'm saying there's so much that i miss like backgrounds and, and yeah. arranging of records and things so i, I hope that the you know it kind of gets back to that do you think that's what it needs like in the in the way that i guess there are a lot of and it, obviously it's two completely different genres but mm -hmm. in the way that there are rap records that aren't structured in like typical way like sicko mode sicko mode is a huge hit record i have the no idea the structure of that uh, uh travis Scott Scott. drake it's a song yes okay wait you haven't heard the travis no. Scott drake song mm -mm. that's impressive you just know you've heard this song you might not know it's what like it's like a called, huge record you've how's it go uh, that's a good one. That's the okay. That's the that's the funny yeah. part about what I'm about to okay. say. Okay, right? it's like five it's parts. A, it's a, yeah, it's a huge Maybe song. Maybe I know and it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not. There's no hook really. It's arranged in this strange way. And I guess uh, the question is to what you right. were saying about R&B and the way it's structured. Do you think that those type of structures can work for a mainstream R&B song to where it doesn't even if it doesn't have a hook? Maybe the melody is so good that it just works for some reason in a mainstream way, or is it just that? You're gonna have to conform to some type of, some type of guideline. No, I think it's happening. I think that's okay. that's what I was kind of saying. Like right. it's kind of happening now, where that's just being accepted as this is the new R and B. Right. Like mm. this is just how it's done. So like if you are an older artist. And I don't mean age, because I'm really young. I ain't even talking about myself. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but if you are of another era and you would like to be reintroduced to this era in this culture, then you're going to have to have some isms and f a l write a little freer, you know what I'm right. saying? And, and reintroduce yourself with a lot less going on. Less mm. music, less changes, you know, less harmonies, less stacks. Less words. <laughs> less, words less, less words sense. for sure. Make Re a little less sense. Remove <laughs> all the technique yeah. and then you can be Wait. a star. But you need a beat. You need a fire beat. You get a yeah, fire beat. Yeah, but even the beats are different than what, yeah, they what are. the era when, when I was a songwriter. And even before when I was just a fan. Music was like, you very, had like Quincy Jones. Right. Yeah, yes. you had Babyface. It was very tight. Sonically, mm. I mean, think about like the Gap Band. Think about like in songs like, man, it's so many sonically that are just pristine. Mm -hmm. It ain't that. No. A fire track now is not 
it's so literally like not really what, not the work that head. I even saw Timbaland and Polo put into stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like the stuff ain't they're not panning s- sounds. They're not putting certain filters or um you know things uh plugins on certain sounds like they're not caring. Timbaland would break down every single phrase of the song. Every single cadence. He might even tune the drums differently in this section than he would that section and then that section then the next time that section reoccurs he tuned them different like i mean it, there was so much attention right. to detail it was that, intricate that it isn't it's not happening it was so intricate when you put on headphones and listen to certain things of a certain era there's a huge difference mm. huge difference no i even felt but, that way when i know. was revisiting like your album like because at first i had it initially when i was just like folding laundry and i was like i can <laughs> see this going to stadium or whatever when i put it on in the headphones however you could just hear every little intricacy change and then mm. that's actually how i came to appreciate your melodies a lot more because ah, i think you. when um ethiopia have to marry him uh-huh. like sign your song right deal that's what she yeah. commented on she was like her melodies are just like so uncanny huh. and that's when i really heard it i never heard that quote of hers <laughs> 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 okay. it's in the archives no. but yeah yeah that's interesting yeah i, I mean I did feel like the my, the mix of my first album, the one thing I wanted to correct from the first album, uh, In a Perfect World to No Boys Allowed, uh-huh. was I need the Sonics because different mixers worked on that project. Every producer had their own mixer. So a mixing engineer. So <clears throat> it was kind of all over the place to me. Yeah. It was at a level, but like everyone was in different rooms kind of, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like it it, it wasn't congruent. Um, as a body of work to me, Son- yeah. I'm only talking mix wise. Right. Yeah. Actually, no, I said it sonically too. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it was all over the place, but I'm glad people like it. But yeah, the one thing I wanted to fix was definitely like the the both the types of records and the mixing to be by the same, not the same, but like the same crew of people and like a just tighter, mm-hmm. just tighter, yeah. just tighter, more the same. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. So it's just more consistent, like throughout. More consistent, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the vocab, yes. Um, I guess before we get out of here, um, what like what is? I watched a couple of your interviews from back around the time when the album was coming out, and you talked about wanting to continue to do this as long as you love it, and five mm. and ten years, and mm. as, you know as long as you can. That's real. And you talked about not wanting to be jaded by the industry and all the bullshit that artists and people have to go through to stay on that level huh. how do you feel about music now that's so funny i've remained really true to that because when i stopped loving it i left it right <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah i only i'm true to that because i only do what i want to do i only mm. do what i'm in love with doing i only work with who i'm in love with working with i only will try the you know move go out and audition for things scripts i love you know what i'm saying like i don't do anything inauthentically so i've really stayed true to that that's mm. funny that i said that back then because i don't even remember I, it, no it struck me when you said it because like i just want to do it for as long as i as long as you still love yeah still and love then when me, i yeah. thought about that in context of 2019 i was like that mm. seems legit like, i'm that, still that falling back in love so like, maybe not an yeah. album but maybe a single Maybe a random song, a Lucy one maybe, day when you just maybe chill, both. like maybe both, hmm. maybe both. And maybe I'm closer because I just, I I had to deal with so much of the business. Mm-hmm. 
um, that that kind of knocked a lot of the love. And and don't and mind you, I was going through other personal things too. Human being life, human shit, being right. depression. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I was going through that soul searching, personal like failed relationships and things. Just really uh, dark spaces, professional fit. Everything mm -hmm. was just like ugh, all at once. You know, so. Mm -hmm. Um, it was that first, and then it was like just trying to get the business handled and finished and wrapped up and like agreed on. Right, um, has been a whole other thing that just really like has dampened, dampered, <laughs> dampened, dampened. Yeah. Yeah. People use both though. Has put a damper. Put on. a damper on. Uh, right. Yeah. Bars. Word nerds. Yes. Um, it's really dampened my spirit. Um, but I did, I, I, I can't deny that I've done amazing things that I have to release. I can't help but to want the world to hear this greatness. So yeah. I'm there about it, but I'm still like on a daily basis. Like I'm still trying to fall in love. I, yeah, as, as honest as I could ever be. Yeah. Like some days I feel it and I go in some days I don't and I don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it. I mean, I think it's, I think it's good that you've done the type of things in your career that you can afford to do that comfortably. 100%. That's the thing. Because there's a lot of <laughs> I'm artists. I'm just grateful who, that yeah, I yeah, did yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. I've never had to force right inauthentic and genuine music. Just to keep the lights just on. Just to keep, keep the right. pay yeah. the bills. And exactly. That's, 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 that's gotta be as an artist that's gotta be the most fucked up place to be. Like oh, I don't want to be on this stage. I don't want to sing this oh, song. Oh my God. People I don't feel sense do that. And I've got these bills that are in my I know I won't stay I'm got, singing this yeah. song. The bills are piling up in my mailbox and if I don't do this song that I hate and all these for all these people <laughs> that I hate I cannot live life. That's got to be a fucked up place to be. Yeah, it's you're you. That's the realest thing. That's the thing I'm most grateful for. Yeah. That I never had to force it through the depression. I I could actually take the time and mm -hmm. get well and like be in a better space and and crawl back to me and take the time that it takes to do that. Right. So I'm. That's the thing I'm most grateful for. Most grateful for. Even though my fans are pissed. <laughs> for for new artists that are in love with the art but don't know the business what uh -huh. would you suggest for them to prepare themselves Ooh. for the other side man let me tell you i used my advice used to be read donald passman's book all you need to know about the music business right mm -hmm. now it's just like a free-for-all mm, it is like there are no rules just don't quit <laughs> like that's all I would say is just like man keep going like keep pushing that content like something might shake mm -hmm. so you just ne never know you know um, yeah it used to be I mean sure like read your contracts like you know what I'm Please saying and don't your sign your first deal like build up your leverage all these things still apply from when I was coming up um, The com but I would think they're common sense but you know what you're, you're, you're right they, they're not um because they want to do Be the very art. careful. They're not thinking yeah. about the business. Yeah. Well, they're and, they're, think, and also yeah. thinking about the goal. Because the art is driving now. The right. Like, they're thinking mm. about, like, yes. you know what I'm saying? They're thinking yes. about, I do this song, this shit blows up, I go get rich. There's a lot of shit that happens <laughs> before. Exactly of There's a lot of shit that happens <laughs> yeah. before. Yeah. Those are the steps. And it's and a lot of wrong turns you can you, take. You can take yes. in that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a lot of signs, off-roads. Yeah, red flags. And then you'll end up, yeah, man. So you got to know what to look for. But yeah, I think now you just get like a small team of people that you trust, that you really rock with, who are qualified to do the job you need them to do. And um, you always have to like be on top of things. 
no matter who you hire. Like you're always gonna have to. It's your, it's your storefront. It's your mm, business. It's facts. your, you know what I'm saying. It's your brand. So you're always gonna have to know what's going on. You're always gonna want, you're gonna have to be in the conversations and call the final decisions. And you know what I'm saying. But you you need your. It's impossible to do everything. You know. So yeah, yeah. I think that'd be it. But as far as structure, there's so much less of it, man. Mm-hmm. So much less of it, which I like. Yeah. yeah, which is cool, and we can see the fruits of that. Like, people are just having fun with the art, right? It, you know, it kind of like took away the. I'm not gonna. I'm saying this word for lack of a better word. I probably shouldn't. Um, it took away the polish, and it allowed like raw talent to be heard and seen, and mm. like raw production and ra- just no, raw. That's accurate. That's very accurate. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that there's. I mean, there's a benefit to that. <coughs> as much as the, you know, the other side of that is mm-hmm. you know open access, and you know you might have to filter through a lot of bullshit. But saturation. Yes, that oversaturation is probably mm-hmm. like the True. other side of the coin. But the Absolutely. idea that you can just hear a raw song that isn't polished that just mm-hmm. sounds dope and yeah. moves everybody and, and can just touches you and it touches you yeah. and that's just yeah. it and, I, ultimately and you can I add it to your phone and add it to your, yeah. it doesn't need to be mass produced or distributed you know what i'm saying you can mm-hmm. add it to your music collection exactly. and play it at your party even though it's just like homegirl <laughs> that you just happened to meet right. at i don't know a mixer or something right and like she just put out this in, album in on your SoundCloud circle in you your world this can be the biggest song yes right. yes so we, that's really cool we are a long way from line wire super <laughs> we are a long way from i don't know line it kind of resembles it to me <laughs> 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 it's just like 10 sites like line yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> at least wow. we're getting paid now though they have yeah, adjusted that, that right they yeah, have they adjusted the, the yeah. royalties is is <laughs> and that's still being worked out too, but it's mm. at least it's not free. Because I mean, you will find all qualities. You know how like oh, yeah. like you would find like terrible quality, a terrible a tape quality of a CDQ. Oh, yeah, you ever, you ever tape quality like, CDQ. Like, yeah, <laughs> or when you could do movies and stuff, and you like download something that's like the poorest. Quality. Well, like some of these sites, like you can still find terribly terrible quality stuff, but then flip the page and it's like your favorite artist with like a pristine quality. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's just, it's so, all there. So it's yeah. all there. It's all there. It's all there. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she discovered a new, a new <laughs> <laughs> mental note. Right. right. Let's hear you try it. Wait, what am I doing? It's all there. It's all there. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you coming by, Carrie. Oh, it was man. a good time, man. I'm going to have to kick it. We can drink some Hennessy and some apple juice. Happy juice. Like back in the day. Back in the day. Like picking at the dorm room. <laughs> yes, the dorm room days. I appreciate being here. I appreciate you yeah. inviting me. It's fam. Right. No, yeah. So you guys right, are extended right, fam. Right, yeah. Christina. Yes. No, Christine. Yes. Christina. 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 I got it right. And yo, you yes. guys are extended fam. Because of this relationship right, right. here. Oh. With Jason. With Ja. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I like I like the fact. No, I like yeah. the fact that you went government name the whole she time. Went the whole time. The thing about it is, is that I've had so many like nicknames or aliases or things that people just like to call me. I just know that if I was anywhere in the world and I heard like Jay Lise, then I was then I would be like, oh, okay, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's Carrie. I know oh, that's shit. somewhere. That in this is, room is uh, Carrie is in here somewhere. Yeah. I, that's amazing. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I forgot that's what I used to call you. Yeah, yeah. I do sometimes if I'm yeah, tipsy. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll come <laughs> up. <laughs> I'm tipsy, yeah. Damn. Um, Why Ja though? 
Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, We're no, supposed no, to be no, right. No, no, no. That's, that's a great question. question. No, no, I need to know. No, you're right because in this time that you mentioned that like we had lost touch or whatever mm-hmm. the case was, this is when I was doing all this other shit to get to where I'm at right now. So I was working this like scam telemarketing gig, and it's actually how I met Sterling. Hmm. So we were working a scam telemarketing gig, and when scam. I got there, yeah, it was like boiler room. Like we were like calling people to like sell them stuff, mm-hmm. but like we already kind of had their information. We just needed them to agree to buy whatever this bullshit was that we were selling them. <laughs> so it'd be okay. like, yeah, we just read you this list. We tell you what it is. We read you this thing. You say, okay, yes, I like that, and then boom, thirty nine ninety nine every month on your credit this card. Wolf on Wall Street, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we weren't cheating people, but it was kind of like you don't need this shit whatever it is I'm telling you. Uh, but the long and the short of it is, is that when I got there, there were already a few other Jasons working at this place. Oh. And the login to the computer was your name. Oh. So the first Jason who started working there was Jason, then Jaso, then Jace, and then it got to me and it was just Ja. So that's what I put in the computer every day. And everybody oh, at this office, J-A. J-A. Got it. Everybody at this office started calling me that. Oh. And then that's how I met Sterling. And then once he got signed, oh. which it's interesting because LA signed him too. Yeah. Um, LA didn't sign me though. Oh, Ellie didn't sign he you that time. He was gonna sign. He was still okay. He was a he was so, um, so when Sterl got signed at that point, that's when I was kind of, I guess, coming into the industry, and he was taking me to sessions. We would just be around. He just trusted my ear mm. about whatever. And to him, you I was. Are, you job. have always been a truth teller about your opinion. Very opinionated too. Yeah. But like, whether warranted or unwarranted, (laughs) very opinionated, but like one of the truth, like he will fight you to death about his opinion. Yo knows. Not in a bad way, but just like, you were were like, you knew what you felt. Because he spent time. You need people around like that. I get that because you know what you feel. Right. You knew what you felt. Right. About whatever the subject was, but it was always hip hop. Yeah, I was like, part. can we talk about some R and B? I want to see y'all argue. I want to see y'all argue. Oh, we had a lot. We had a yeah, lot of yeah. lively debates about various yeah. random healthy like, debates. Yeah, it healthy never. Debates, it never got like, like. Yeah, no, nah, it was never ugly, but it nah. was just always like. No, I mean, it's always healthy with Ja, but he doesn't yeah. move. He's oh, stern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, I'm very, he's yeah, stern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, he I'm feels away. That's how he feels. Yeah, I'm coming back then. I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm hard. I'm hard to push off my square. Like that's just what. Yeah, I can see the other side, but I'm like, but yeah, but not. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was listening <laughs> so right all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so in going to these places with Stirl, like meeting other industry people, mm-hmm. that's how you introduced me to everybody. Ah, it's job. Wow. And okay. I've been doing industry shit for so long now that that's it's how. Like, funny. I know if somebody calls me job, I know that I know you from some professional place in the Got music industry. It. Okay. And if you call me Jason, then I probably went or to college Jay or high school Leazy. with you, or Jay Leezy or any of that Dennis, shit. I know okay. I went to high school or college with you. Okay, got and it. And that's pretty much how. Got it. it. That's yeah. kind of the difference. Like when I'm walking through an airport, if I hear Carrie Hilson, then I know it's a fan. fan right. If I hear Carrie, I might turn around. I might turn around. <laughs> right. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you know me, know me, know yeah, me. Yeah, right. that's out there in the world though. Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you just said on the podcast, it's out there in the world now. Oh, in the world right. now, yeah. so now you'll be like, oh, Carrie, it's yeah, all Carrie, it's all Carrie. Yeah, I know what to do now. I don't know you from anywhere. I but still might not turn <laughs> around. <laughs> Come take this I'm selfie. Gonna, I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do first is process the voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. It sounds yeah, at all right. familiar. Right, right, right. right. The, I didn't know we needed like four origin stories today. Oh no, we get a lot of origin yeah. stories today. But this is this is the kind of podcast that is going to be when you, exactly when you bring yeah, it's a good the, yeah when you bring the homies around. Exactly. Well, something to say. It's produced by Michael Saba out here in the SWATs. Mm-hmm. You can find us on basically any listening platform of your choosing: yep. the SoundCloud, the iTunes, you name it. All of that. Um. Can we get a one more Miss Carrie, baby? I'm not sure how to close it. 
Did you just hear me coughing? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just hear the dryness? You see me? You see me? Did you see me? Chug. I was coughing. Chug this whole bottle of Miss Capri, baby. Yay. We out.